Hey everyone, welcome back to Launch Codes Football. My name is Chris. And I'm Chelsea. And today we are on episode 40, Big Four Zero. We got free agency to talk about. The NFL offseason has been a wild roller coaster. And today we're going to hop right into it. Chelsea, how are you feeling today? As I said in our brand new TikTok account, this has to be the wildest offseason I've ever seen in my entire life. Hit us up on TikTok at Launch Codes Football, original name, I know. But yeah, and I seriously, though, I have not seen an offseason that is more crazy than this one. Like when mm-hmm. Tom Brady went to the Bucks, I was like, there's no way that mm-hmm. like this gets topped, right? Peyton Manning went to the Broncos. I was like, there's no way that this gets topped. And then this year happened and everyone was like, oh, never mind. So exactly. So let's just dive right into it. So first of all, the big overhead, the the big news of all of this, the biggest story for what feels like a year, it's been like a year and a half, Deshaun Watson gets traded to the Cleveland Browns. It was not without a cost, though. It took a lot to get this man. I mean, it was like three first rounders. It was over $200 million guaranteed in money. It's just crazy. I mean, among other picks. Exactly. It's not just that. Definitely more. I think for Houston, it was the best they were probably going to get. And or for the with Deshaun Watson agreeing to play, because I think actually Carolina apparently offered a better deal that Houston would have taken, but because of the no trade clause where Deshaun Watson had to agree to the trade for it to happen, he didn't want to go to Carolina. I can't say I blame him. And obviously there were some others, others in the race, such as the saints. And then the Falcons were kind of a surprise team to come in at the end there. Um, Really interesting. And I think they were actually somewhat close to getting him because, you know, he's from Georgia. Um, and you know, he's worked out with the Falcons before and all this stuff. So I don't know. I think overall though, it makes sense for him to go to Cleveland. Very interesting the way it happened. Cause they told Cleveland they're out of the running. And so everyone's like, well, that sucks. And then all of a sudden he's in Cleveland. I don't really know what happened there. There's been a lot of drama in Cleveland with this, especially with Baker Mayfield. I can't really blame him. You know, like he, he probably does feel like, hey, like it hurts. And I can't blame him for that. And then after all that, they said he declared for a trade. And then they said, no, we're not giving it to you. And then like a day or two later, they get Deshaun Watson. And I'm just like, Cleveland, like they're selling their souls for Deshaun Watson. Like, let's just admit that they, they 100% did, you know, and I'm not even talking legal things. I just mean like you you look at this and you kind of feel like for Baker, yeah, he kind of got screwed in all this. And, you know, he may go to a better situation for him here in the near future. There's a lot of speculation about that. But overall, for Deshaun Watson, for himself, this is great. He is got he's got good weapons on offense. He's got a team that he believes and probably the rest of Cleveland believes can win a Super Bowl. And you know, I mean, not too long ago, they were in the second round of the playoffs, very close to beating Kansas City. And who knows, maybe if they have a Deshaun Watson type of quarterback in that game, maybe they win it. I don't know. But Chelsea, what did you think of this huge trade? 
Honestly, I think the Browns got Watson for a steal. I thought that they were going to have to give up more than that for him. Because, I mean, a lot of the trade packages, like, they wanted, like, the Texans originally said they wanted multiple young starters. And the Browns didn't give up any players at all to get him. Like, they didn't give up, like, Hunt, who they could have because they have Chubb. So, I mean, they could have given him up. They didn't have to give up, like, you know, any of the other young, talented players that they have. So, honestly, I was surprised that they got him for how cheap they did. Um, And it was him signing or getting traded to the Browns was definitely a 180-degree turn. I mean, pretty much all the Falcons accounts were posting about how Deshaun had picked them, and then all of a sudden he unpicked them and picked the Browns, and it's just like, why? Like, the Browns are definitely a lot better than they used to be, don't get me wrong, but it's like kind of the place where quarterbacks go to die, you know? Like, Baker Mayfield was taken first overall, and not to say that he was bad. Like, by no stretch was he bad. But, you know, we would be lying if we were sitting here saying that he has performed up to expectations because he hasn't. doesn't make him bad. It just he's underperformed. So, I mean, with this Sean Watson, like, he hasn't played in over a year. He's going into a new team, a new offense, a new coaching system, a new city. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to deny that he has top five talent in the league because he does. Like when he was Houston, he was a top five quarterback and Houston was trash. So put him on the Browns team, who is considerably more talented. I mean, I think that the Browns could be very good, but kind of like you said, Chris, I mean, who even knows? Like Deshaun might not even get to play this entire year because of some of the suits, the civil suits that are still waiting to be handled. So the NFL might still suspend him. So the Browns might not make it anywhere close to the playoffs because if Deshaun Watson gets suspended, like the Browns are not going to win games with a backup quarterback to get to the playoffs with how stacked the AFC is. I mean, who knows? Maybe that's why they haven't traded Baker yet (laughs) as like low as that is. Like maybe they're like, dang, we need a suitable backup if Deshaun Watson gets traded. You know, I don't know if that's how it actually is, but it wouldn't surprise me if that was a thought that had gone through their head. I mean, he got offered a huge contract. He inarguably has the best offensive weapons he's ever had. So, I mean, you go from, you know, quarter uh, running back committee to Nick Chubb. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a pretty big upgrade. You know, you go from Kenny Stills, who's not a bad receiver by any stretch, but you go from Kenny Stills to Amari Cooper. I mean, that that's a pretty big step up, in my opinion. And he actually, I mean, the Browns line a couple of years ago was definitely better than it was last year. I would say that the Browns line is probably slightly above average to average, like not one of the best at this point. But I mean, it's definitely better than anything he had in Houston. I mean, he really only had Laramie Tunzel and that was it. So he he definitely has a lot more weapons, but it's going to be interesting. I mean, their season is going to hinge on whether or not he gets suspended or not. And I say that the probability of the NFL suspending him, regardless of the legal decision, because we've seen in the past with different players who were cleared of like legal issues, I mean, they ended up getting suspended anyways. So it would not surprise me if even if Deshaun was cleared of everything that he still got suspended because the NFL has a track record of doing that. I mean, if, if Deshaun Watson gets suspended, Browns probably are not going to come close to smelling the playoffs again with how loaded the AFC is. So it's going to be an interesting story to watch. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to deny that he has a very, very, very good chance of being very good with the Browns because of how talented they are.
but people forget, you know, he hasn't played in over a year. Like what if he's regressed, you know, we're just not going to know until he starts playing. So time will tell at this point, but I mean, they, they gave up a lot for him, a lot, a lot. And the Texans, they're going to have to hit on all of those first round picks at minimum to make any significant improvements for their team. But I mean, they, they got a huge package. They got rid of, of the problem player and, you know, it's up to them to capitalize on what they got, but it's definitely going to be an interesting storyline unfolding because I think if Deshaun Watson is playing and if they continue to strengthen the roster, I think that the Browns, I mean, I won't say that they're the favorites in the AFC North. I think the Bengals still are, but I mean, I think the Browns and the, and the Ravens, like pretty close up there, like competing for second. So, I mean, it can be interesting. We're just going to have to kind of see how it pans out, I guess. I agree. And I think something that was smart of Cleveland was to sign him for all those years, but his first year, he's only going to get a million dollars of that whole thing because of that whole issue. I think that was smart personally, not paying him a ton of money and then him in the middle of the season have something horrendous, you know, have something like that happen and they lose a bunch of money. Yeah, they'll still lose quite a few things but you know they don't lose their cap space and aren't tied to a whole contract so yeah yeah I mean, I agree. And they're they're also betting on the players they already have you know losing mm-hmm. all that draft capital they are betting on the fact that they can hit on some of their picks they have left they are betting on the fact that the players they already have are going to stay healthy and are going to want to stay there so they're betting on their depth so i mean they're betting on a lot of things by giving up this much for deshaun Ultimately, from a strict football perspective, I think it was a good move for the Browns simply because Deshaun Watson, when he is playing well, is a top five talent in the league. But with everything that surrounds him, you know, who knows? Yeah. Well, on to the next big news we got yesterday as a recording on the 24th of March. Tyreek Hill gets traded to Miami. Five draft picks for Tyreek Hill and they made up the highest paid receiver in the NFL. That's a lot to give up for a receiver. Like, I, I don't think I've seen a team give up this much, you know, and I think this was, according to Tyreek, um, this was kind of spurred off that whole Devontae Adams situation, which we don't really have a topic for today, but we, you know, can talk about it a little bit in this because Devontae Adams got traded um to Vegas and you know and he was the highest paid receiver apparently Tyreek Hill and his agent saw that and they were like we could do that (laughs) and you know we're just we're just as good you know we're just as worth it and to be honest you could argue Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams both have pretty equal worth in a lot of ways it doesn't mean one is better than the other but they're both like very valuable players to have on their team Miami's trying to win this Super Bowl now. They're trying to they're trying to get on track to compete in the AFC, and they're trying to get on track to win this thing. Give Tua receivers. Um, Tyreek called Tua one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league, or something like that. And I mean, I think Tua is better than some people give him credit for. I think now that he's got some weapons like Tyreek, it'll be interesting. I think Tyreek, though, the thing is, he. Definitely Mahomes made him better. Don't get me wrong. Like a great quarterback elevates everyone around them. But is Tyreek going is Tua going to be able to elevate Tyreek's play? 
because Tua's never had a deep threat like this before in you know in his NFL career. He's had good receivers, don't get me wrong. But Tyreek Hill, the Dolphins just have to know how to use him. You know, he even Tyreek Hill was even talking about how Debo Samuel gets used. You know, he's excited to be used like that. And Tyreek Hill can do some of the things Debo Samuel can. And Samuel, you know, he's he's a very versatile player. But I don't know. I think Tua, he's gonna have to learn to be able to connect on those deep those deep shots downfield in order for Tyreek to be most effective. Obviously, he's effective everywhere on the field. You have to watch him because otherwise he's going to blow by you. Um, but I don't know. Chelsea, do you think this was worth it? Because the Dolphins gave up a lot. But And Tyreek's a great player. I, I just don't know if it's really worth it. So what do you think, Chelsea? I mean, I think you neither of us are going to sit here and say that the Chiefs did not hit a home run with Tyreek. Like, they got him in the late rounds, right? I mean, whenever that happens, like, you don't really expect a guy to become a top-tier talent. It's just a stereotype. Not that it doesn't happen. I mean, look at Tom Brady. So, I mean, it obviously happens. But, you know, generally speaking, a lot of the guys who are taken, you know, after round four, round five, like a lot of those guys just don't really turn into perennial talents on a grand scale. Now, obviously Tyreek did, and I'm going to agree with you when you say that Patrick Mahomes elevated Tyreek's play. Patrick Mahomes is one of, one of, if not the most strong-armed quarterback in the league. And that's no disrespect to Tua. Like, I agree with you. I think that Tua is overhated, but I do think that Tua has his limitations. And if we were to sit here and say that Tua has the same arm strength as Mahomes, we would be lying because he doesn't. (laughs) Really, no one does. That's just kind of how it is. And you don't have to have that to be a great quarterback. I mean, look at Peyton Manning. Look at Tom Brady. look Look at Drew Brees. I mean, those guys, like, yeah, they could hurl the ball, but not Patrick Mahomes style, you know? So, I mean, I don't think that arm strength is required to be a great quarterback, but with the kind of player that Tyreek Hill is, that is how he is most effective. So if you kind of lower that strength, it just makes me wonder if Tyreek is going to play at the same level that he has. Not to say that he isn't talented. He obviously is giving up five picks for a wide receiver, though, who is nearing his 30s. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you're you betting that your Super Bowl window is right now. And this trade obviously paints Tua as the guy. Like the Dolphins are telling Tua, you are the guy. We traded for Tyreek Hill for you. Go out there and prove it. And if for some reason Tua doesn't pan out, you're going to have a lot of angry, angry, angry Dolphins fans. And I mean, I don't know the exact age of Tyreek Hill. You know, I don't know all this information off the top of my head, but I know he's not 22. (laughs) He's not 23. I'm pretty sure that he is at least in his mid to late 20s. Chris, if you could back me up on that, tell me if that's right or not. I honestly, I can't remember if he is or not. He is 28 years old. Okay. So, I mean, he's in his late 20s. Which, I mean, for a receiver, honestly, once you get to, like, 32, 33, your career's kind of done for the most part. Um, So he definitely has some years left, and he is still extremely talented. He's now the highest-paid receiver 
And like Chris said, I mean, his deal with the Chiefs fell apart because of Devontae Adams. Honestly, I think this trade surprised me more than Deshaun Watson going to the Browns. And Deshaun Watson going to the Browns surprised me. But at least that had been talked about. Like, no one talked about Tyree Kill getting traded from the Chiefs until literally like two hours before it happened. I mean, (laughs) there's no excuses for Tua at this point. And to say that Tua has not played with players that are kind of similar to Tyreek, I feel is not wholly true because Jalen Waddle plays on the Dolphins and that dude is fast. Is he Tyreek Hill fast? No. But is he above average fast? Yeah. So Tua has played with a couple of similar players, but I mean, they went out, they signed a bunch of people. I mean, they their line is a lot better. They signed two running backs who are both talented, one who's kind of a speedy receiver-ish guy and another who's kind of a bruiser. So they have running backs now. They have three to four talented receivers. They have a decent defense. I mean, they're putting all chips in as, as Jim Irsay would say, the Colts GM. So, I mean, there, there's not any excuses for Tua at this point. If Tua does not elevate his game this year, I, I don't really foresee him being a top 10 quarterback. Like this is the year. Like if he does not go out and show up and throw 30 plus touchdowns this year, I mean, he's, I don't know. He, I just, I'm of the opinion that not to say that that doesn't mean he's bad. Like Tua is not bad, but he probably is not going to be that elite talent that they're looking for. If he can't elevate his game with all of this talent around him, that's just kind of how it is. But dude, rip the chiefs. I mean, the chiefs offense is going to look way different (laughs) with no Tyreek and with how loaded their division is. I don't know with how many good cornerbacks there are in the AFC West, how many good quarterbacks there are, how many good receivers there are now. I, I don't know. I, you know, the chiefs, they've taken a lot of flack over the last year. There was a lot of doubters and they proved them wrong. So I'm not going to sit here and outwardly say that I think that they're not going to win the AFC West because there's obviously still a chance, but that division, that entire division elevated itself this off season. Not just one team or two, all of them did, which is pretty crazy. Like there's rarely does that happen when an entire division, you know, elevates itself. So their offense is going to look way different. I mean, if I'm playing the Chiefs, I'm double teaming Kelsey every play and putting my best cornerback on Juju. I mean, they signed Scantling, Valdez Scantling today. He's not bad, but he's not Tyree Kill. I mean, the amount of field stretching that they had with Tyree Kill is going to be severely limited unless they take someone really speedy in the draft, which they very well might. But their offense is going to look way different. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how that looks because the Tyree Kelsey thing is what made the Chiefs the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And now a third of that is gone. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what they look like. Honestly, I think I'm more interested to see what the Chiefs look like without Tyreek than I am to see the Dolphins with Tyreek. Fair enough. It'll be a cool story to look at. The AFC West is just going to be wild this year. You know what so. team plays the entire AFC West West this year? LOL. Speaking of, I think that's a great transition into our next topic, too. So meanwhile, while the AFC West tries to build their armies, we've got the Colts here trading away Carson Wentz and now trading a third round pick to get none other than Matty Ice himself. 
Chelsea, we got to know what you think about this. We definitely have to know what what you you think. think. Okay, fine. Fair. I think this is a good trade for the Colts. I know they they tried on Watson and Houston said no. Hey, at uh, least we tried. Yeah, like they they were like, "Hey, can we talk?" No, Houston said, "Not you." It's kind of if sad. I had Deshaun but... Watson. I wouldn't have let the Texans talk to him, so I don't exactly. even blame them. Um, look here. I think this is a good trade for the Colts. I think of all the quarterbacks left right now, the Colts need a proven guy. I they could get a rookie, but that's a lot of risk, and rookies tend to take time to develop. Um, not always, but you have to get really lucky to get one that's just NFL ready from game one. So I think that this is a smart move by the Colts. And I don't think Matt Ryan is complete garbage yet. I think he still puts up an efficient offense. I think last year, I think his team has just been slowly crumbling. And I don't think he, he'll be back to his MVP level. But I do think that this is this is the right fit for the Colts because if you're going to get a guy, you're getting a guy that still has some juice left in him. Veteran quarterback. He's been an MVP before. He still can throw the ball deep. He can still lead an offense. I think that this was not a bad move personally. And yet, because the Colts need an experienced quarterback now. And this is the best, I think, right now, outside of Deshaun Watson, that they're possibly going to get. I know we've had some crazy offseason, and I know we've had people like Russell Wilson go to Denver, and we've had, you know, all these crazy things. But I just think that this is what, this is the best the Colts can do. And that's okay. That doesn't, you know, if you're a Colts fan, it doesn't mean that, well, we're screwed. Matt Ryan can lead an offense. He can beat teams. He can play well at a high level. And the Colts have a pretty good offensive line. They have a good defense. And, you know, they have very, and they have a great running back. They very nearly made the playoffs last year. Um, And so I think Matt Ryan could put them over the top, at least to make the playoffs. So I think for a third round pick, this ain't a bad trade. Honestly, I think the best part about this trade is that the third round pick that we traded them was the third we got from Washington. LOL. You Actually, literally flipped third, Carson Wentz for Matt Ryan, basically. The third we got from Washington was higher. No, wait. One of the picks that we got from them was higher. I think it was, it was either the third or the second. And we like traded the Falcons the lower pick of the two of them. So we kept the higher one. <laughs> So, yeah, we basically did flip Carson Wentz for Matt Ryan, which, in my opinion, is a pretty big, pretty big W, in my opinion. I mean, I think that I don't think there are many people who actually have watched the Falcons who are going to argue that Carson Wentz is better than Matt Ryan. I just I don't. Now, I I would be lying if I was sitting here telling you that I don't think that Matt Ryan is a bridge quarterback like he is. He's over 30. He still has two to three good years left in him. Like, don't get me wrong. Like he could definitely be here for, you know, a decent amount of time, but you know, he's not going to be here for the next 10 years probably. So that does make him a bridge guy, but I mean, can you really ask for a better bridge guy than, than this guy? I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm pretty happy with it. The second best part of this trade is that Atlanta ate over $40 million in dead money to trade him the most in NFL history. So we flipped Carson Wentz for Matt Ryan, got Washington to pay Carson Wentz's salary, 
got Atlanta to pay Matt Ryan's salary. And then we converted like 8 million of Matt Ryan's salary into signing bonus. And now we only owe him like $12 million million this year. Dude, Chris Ballard is like a magician. I don't know how he convinces I don't know how he convinces these teams to eat all of this money so we don't have to, but he must just be a really good negotiator, I guess. That is good work, honestly. Like, people don't understand how difficult that is. Like, people think trading is just simple. Like, it's like playing Madden. You just offer this player for this play. It just doesn't work like that. You got to be able to talk. You got to be able to communicate with these guys. And you got to be able to tell them it's a fair deal. How do you... And But also, I think Atlanta kind of wanted to get rid of Matt Ryan. They were kind of pushing him out the door. And the Colts saw that. And they took advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, the Falcons put themselves in a weak negotiation spot. They went after Deshaun, didn't get Deshaun. And because of that, they revealed their intentions with Matt Ryan. And honestly, Matt Ryan was cool with it. Like, he understood. Like, he saw that this was coming. Like, this was not a surprise to him, you know. He knows the team, knows the ownership. It didn't surprise him. Honestly, I don't really feel like it offended him, really, either. But at that point, like, there was no point in him staying. Like, they might as well just tank and take, like, Bryce Young next year and then potentially have a really good young quarterback. So, I mean, no, I'm I'm pretty happy with this trade. I think, generally speaking, probably outside of their Super Bowl year, I think that this Colts roster, generally speaking, not including Matt Ryan, is probably more talented than most of the rosters he's had in Atlanta for the vast majority of his career. And Matt Ryan was a winning quarterback with mediocre rosters for the vast majority of his career. He -hmm. never had a Jonathan Taylor. He had Julio Jones in his prime. Like, no one's going to take that from him. But he didn't have a Jonathan Taylor. He didn't have a top five offensive line. He didn't have an extremely strong defense with playmakers on every level. So, I mean, I think that Matt Ryan could potentially play some of his best football in Indianapolis just because of how good the team is around him. And that's not to say that the Colts don't have holes. I mean, Ballard kind of has a reputation, right? He is a draft guy. Like that is his thing. And he is not real big on handing out millions and millions of dollars to free agents, especially in the first wave, because quite frankly, a lot of them do get overpaid because they know that's when they can capitalize and get the most money. And Chris Ballard is just unwilling to do that. And that frustrates many 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 Colts fans like you see all the like when Amari Cooper was traded to the Browns for a sixth round pick or a fifth round or whatever it is Colts fans were like are you kidding Amari Cooper is literally a top 10 receiver and we could not trade a sixth round pick like you're not in the office you know you don't know maybe they tried and they were uninterested in trading him like you don't know you don't know if they tried or didn't try that's just speculation but Colts fans will get very heated at him. They know how good he is because when the dude trades, he trades. Like he doesn't do mediocre trades. He traded for DeForest Buckner, who is a top 10 defensive lineman. He traded for Yannick Ngakwe, (laughs) a very, very, very talented defensive end edge guy that's going to elevate our defensive line extremely well. And he traded for Matt Ryan, who has you know, tens and tens and tens of thousands of passing yards and has won an MVP and has been to a Super Bowl. So the dudes that he trade for, they're not like, I traded a seventh round pick for this guy. Like if he's going to trade, he's going to trade. Like he's not going to do any pansy trades. So this was one of his big trades. I mean, a lot of Colts fans are still hoping that he signs like Honey Badger. 
No, they're hoping that maybe he signs Jarvis Landry because quite honestly, our wide receiver room is kind of weak right now. And for some reason, Chris Ballard doesn't really seem to think that it is, but we really only have Michael Pittman. <laughs> so we need a receiver, you know, we need a cornerback, you know, stuff like that. But generally speaking, I mean, the team is, is pretty set. I mean, there's definitely some question marks, but this is a strong team. And I definitely think that there's an argument that Matt Ryan is now the best quarterback in the AFC South. Because think about it. It's Trevor Lawrence, who inevitably probably will be the best quarterback in the NFC or in the AFC South. He just isn't there yet, right? Ryan Tannehill, he is definitely better than Ryan Tannehill and Davis Mills. He's definitely better than Davis Mills. So there's definitely an argument that we went from having no quarterback to having the best quarterback in the AFC South. So that's exciting. I think Davis Mills is underrated, but anyways, we'll move on, but, okay, but he's not better than Matt Ryan. Oh, I'm not talking about better than Matt Ryan, but anyways, Davis Mills is not terrible. No, but Here- is he a 10 to 15 year starter? Probably not. I'm reading a lot of reports and, you know, you said you need a receiver and there just happens to be a free agent wide receiver that used to play with Matt Ryan. You know, I don't want him. I'm going to be honest. You don't want Julio Jones? No. Why? Do you remember last year I sat in this chair, the Titans traded a second and a fourth round pick for Julio. That happened. And I said, Julio is going to be bad on the Titans because he's old and injured. And I was right. The dude had like 400 yards the entire season and missed like two thirds of the year. I don't, I want a guy who's going to produce. I don't want someone who's 33 and is only putting up 300 yards a season. I need a strong wide receiver too. I don't want him. He's so injured. He's very good. Like his prime, like he was one of the best. No one's going to argue that. But at this point, I mean, the Titans, they messed up. Like they cut their losses fast. They give up a second and a fourth. And that was an overpay. If we can get him for like one year, like $7 million, sure, whatever. But I think he's going to want more money than that. I just, I don't know. He just gets injured and he just doesn't produce at the same level. And I know it's Matt Ryan and I know he'd probably be pretty decent with Matt Ryan, but I'd just rather have someone who's consistent, I guess. Like over the past couple of years, he just hasn't been consistent. I don't know. I think that's partly because of the teams and also look, the Titans are a running team. And I mean, mean, hey, your guy, Darius Leonard's trying to recruit him. So, dude, you know, Kenny Moore and Darius Leonard are trying to recruit everyone. Kenny Moore got on Twitter and was like, I'm going to text Matthew Ryan and annoy him. Who calls Matt Ryan Matthew Ryan? Who? (laughs) I don't know. I think this is a good move for the Colts. And I agree with you. Like, no, I'm pretty happy. Like, you know, you you have a guy that's going to let you compete in the AFC. He's gonna, he's a guy that can give you a chance in the game. He's a guy that gives us a chance to win the AFC South. And at this point with how loaded the AFC is, that's probably the only way we're going to make it into the playoffs. <laughs> if we're being honest. Yeah. So I think overall solid trade. You basically, like you said, you flipped Carson Wentz for Matt Ryan. Not too bad. Um, yeah. Um, and then the next topic we got here, just kind of a side thing, because there's not really a lot of news to talk about it because the news spiked and then it went very down. DK Metcalf had some trade rumors about him. Um, well, let me tell you, his, his rumors did not last long. DK Metcalf didn't have any of that. 
there was a rumor that he could have gone to Kansas City. And some fan messaged him or was tweeting at him on Twitter and was like, the door's wide open in Kansas City, DK. And he said, well, you better you better shut it because I heard it gets cold at night. And I'm just like, yeah, DK don't want to go there. <laughs> and then Drew Locke also responded with him. He's like, yeah, you tell him to shut. I don't know. Drew Locke is hopping in on it. Either way, it shows that DK wants to stay in Seattle, which is cool. Um, or he wants to go somewhere else that's not Kansas City. But that's speculation. That, that would be something. That would be a plot twist. I'm not even going to lie. He gets traded to like the Broncos. Are you kidding me? Does anyone else need to go to that division? Anyone? Seriously. Deshaun Watson retraded too. Oh Wait. <laughs> that wouldn't even make sense. Okay, never mind. They all have starting quarterbacks. Julio Jones goes to um, Denver. Goes to like the Chargers and has like 1,200 yards and 17 touchdowns. Anyways, look, I think this was kind of funny from DK. He's just like, look, he was, in my opinion, what he was saying was, I don't want to leave here. He wants to be in Seattle. He wants to play for the Seahawks. And it's kind of crazy. Him, so. And he's not saying like, you know, like he's not saying this to a team like the Jets. Like that's the thing. Who Tyreek Hill was also, by the way, offered to the Jets. And then he said, no, I don't want to go. And then he there. said he never considered them. I read a report today that was like, no, I never. Yeah, we forgot to forgot them. to mention that um, Tyreek Hill was also like the trade contention was between Miami and the Jets. What do you think? What would you pick as a player? Come on. Anyways, DK Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. So DK was saying not saying no to like a team that was hopeless. They were saying no. He was saying no to like a potential Super Bowl team with one of the best quarterbacks potentially of all time, assuming he keeps up his pace. So that's a that's pretty bold. But DK is like, nah, I want to stay in Seattle. So I got to give props to him for that. And I love loyalty. Mm hmm. I don't know what Seattle's going to do. Has none of. But, you know. Hey, man. He's done his time there. I think he's done his due diligence in Kansas City. He doesn't have to be there if he doesn't want to anymore. You know, he chased the money, though. He did. Yeah. But like also, you know, he's already won a ring at this point. You know, he doesn't have to worry about having to win one again. You know, that's fair. So I think I think it's fair. Like He talked with the team and they didn't. I don't think they wanted to give him that big contract like Devontae Adams got. And I understand the Chiefs are trying to get better at other areas because I think last year they showed some weaknesses, you know, against Cincinnati. But anyways, this is about DK. DK, props to you for staying loyal to your team. But hopefully he still has a good year with Drew Locke. I know DK's last year was not was not that good. He didn't have his best year. He would probably tell you that, you know. We're not talking smack. We're just saying, like, look, he didn't have as good of a year as he did, like, his first couple, you know? So yeah. Chelsea, do you think he'll, do you think he'll be gone? And if he's gone, do you think it'll be because he wants to leave? I don't know. I feel like you're trying to build an offense. I feel like the people you don't trade are DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett Mm -hmm. because they're both pretty talented. Like if you, if what you want is to get as much draft capital as possible and blow your team up in every way possible, I feel like that's the only way it happens. 
I feel like they'd have to get a really, really, really good offer to even consider moving him. Because, I mean, the dude's one of the best young wide receivers in the league. And, I mean, we've seen all the videos of him. We've seen him chase down people and stuff like that. So, I mean, the dude's no slouch, right? I mean, they don't really have an elite starting quarterback right now. So, I feel like not only are you going to need weapons for the inevitable rookie that they draft, but you are also going to need veteran leadership. And once you are in the league for a couple of years, that's what you are. Like, I feel like if I'm Pete Carroll, I want Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf there to talk to my 20-something-year-old quarterback that I'm going to be drafting. I feel like that's important. So, yeah, I don't really foresee either of them leaving unless they just get offered some kind of crazy deal by someone. And if they get offered a crazy deal for someone, it's probably going to be from a bad team and probably wouldn't want to go there anyways. So, I mean, yeah, I don't really foresee either of them leaving. But if they did, I would be, I'd be pretty surprised if it did end up happening. All right. Well, there you have it. Our takes on these topics. We'll have a lot more coming to you as free agency continues. And I think that's going to wrap it up for today's show. So Chelsea, do you mind leading us out of here? Yeah, for sure. So thanks for listening, guys. Tune back in next week for more content. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at LaunchCodesFB and on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at LaunchCodesFootball. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Chris. And we will see you next week. See ya. Bye.